0: Entrepreneur on Fire, 448. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Did you know there's a fast and easy way for small businesses to make mobile apps? Visit businessapps.com. That's bizness apps. Dot .com to start building apps for free. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 260,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. Now that's expertise. Visit 99designs.com/fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Joanna Penn. Joanna, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> All right. Joanna is a best-selling author of thriller fiction and inspirational nonfiction who transitioned from corporate cubicle slave to author, award-winning creative entrepreneur and international speaker. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Joanna. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business.
1: Yeah, sure. So I was an IT consultant, and I'm sure there's people shuddering in your audience. (laughs) Um, I was implementing financial systems into large corporates for 13 years. Uh, It was probably the least creative job possible. And after those years, I was kind of miserable and stuck. And uh, I just couldn't believe that I'd ended up this way. And so back in 2008, I started blogging and podcasting and writing and uh, eventually started writing fiction and professional speaking and in 2011 I left that day job and now I make an income writing thrillers and crime and professional speaking as you said so it's been a a very interesting journey from the least creative job to one of the most creative jobs
0: oh and it's obvious to me that you must be a podcaster on some level because your audio quality is so good
1: Yeah, I have a podcast, the Creative Pen Podcast, and I interview authors. So um, I try and focus on creative entrepreneurship, so authors who are writing, but also making a really good living from it.
0: (laughs) Well, I am an author of Podcast Launch, if you're ever in dire need, but (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Joanna, I do want to chat real quick about a little more personal life for you. Share with us where you're at, where you live, and a couple other personal things about your life.
1: Sure. Well, right now I'm in South London in the UK, uh, but I lived in Australia for four years, New Zealand for seven years. Wow. And also I went to school in Africa and I've lived a bit in the States so, um, and Jerusalem. And so traveling is really important to me. And I, and I write a lot about different places in my books. So um, my addiction is certainly traveling. And um, in fact, when I decided to be an author, having, you know, writing books about places and setting my fiction and in exciting locations was one of the reasons I chose this this career. So um, I love traveling. I'm a cat person. I drink Pinot Noir. <laughs> That's a few personal things.
0: I love it, and I love when authors have extensive travel in their background. One of my favorite authors is Wilbur Smith, and you mentioned oh, yeah. Africa, and I just love. Mm-hmm all of his books because he's so alliterative when he's describing Africa because he's been there. You feel like you're there yourself. I can pull up on Google Images the landscapes that he's talking about and it's just so real. So it's just a great, aspect for authors to be able to add to their repertoire. So definitely good for you, Joanna. And before we continue to dive into your journey a little more, I really want to start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote. And being a listener, you know that we do this, Joanna, to really get to have a motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: Okay. So my quote is, take 100% responsibility for your life. And uh, I first read that uh, in Jack Canfield's The Success Principles, which I highly recommend as a book. Uh, It's a few years old now, but The Principles Stand uh, Wherever You Are. Timeless. And uh, yeah, and it's amazing, but that is the number one success principle. And I read that book when I was a miserable IT consultant and hating my day job and desperate to change my life. And when I read that, I kept reading it over and over again. I was like, it might My choices got me to this and my actions every day have led me to where I am. And therefore I can change my reality by changing my choices and my actions every day. So by taking 100% responsibility, that was the start of changing my life.
0: And before you realize the meaning behind that quote, you were probably blaming other people and other situations and not taking responsibility for where you are. And then afterwards, you saw that the switch had been flipped. And all of a sudden, you, Joanna, were the author of your life. And you wrote a different script, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I think so many of us fall into jobs and, you know, I had left university, I did a degree in theology, uh, which has got nothing to do with IT and I'd fallen into, uh, (laughs) you know, a a consulting job because I went to Oxford, I got recruited, you know, by this sort of consultancy firm Accenture and, you know, I went through the sort of corporate route and and suddenly you, you find yourself doing things because people say this is the way you have to live, you know, you have to have this house and this car and, you know, have these type of uh, this type of life. And I ended up in a place that I didn't really choose. It had just become a result of, you know, actions by default. So that was, although I, I wasn't blaming anybody else, I hadn't actually actively chosen my path before that point.
0: You were just being swept away in the river of life, Joanna.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, and now I I, I actively choose my path.
0: <laughs> I love it. So give us one example of how you have actively chosen that path Preferably really soon after you let that quote take 100% responsibility for your life really sink in
1: one of the big changes I made immediately was I had a commute of around 45 minutes each way into work and back out again and I I used to listen to music all the time and I actually started listening to podcasts so one of the reasons yeah exactly one of the reasons I have a podcast is because listening to podcasts really changed my life and you know listening to self-help like like your show um, although you weren't around back then um, <laughs> audio books so the success principles I had in print but I also listened to it on an audio book, and I also spent started to write. Uh, I knew I wanted to write, so I spent some time writing i I started saying affirmations um, so I, I actually took those little steps and it 's amazing if you spend an hour and a half every day listening to positive. Um, stuff and change your life stuff it really starts to sink in and helps you believe you can make a change, and from there, you can then start making those specific steps, like writing a hundred words or starting a blog. But you have to kind of change your mindset before you can actually change your life.
0: Oh goodness, it is so true, Joanna, Thank you for sharing that with the listeners today who are probably commuting or maybe they 're at the gym, yeah. and they are utilizing this time in a powerful way, so. Kudos to you, Fire Nation. And Joanna, what I want to transition now to is a failure. We want to talk about a time in your life when you face a massive challenge or obstacle. And share with us how you overcame that, the lessons learned. But again, really take us there with you and tell us that story.
1: Sure. Well, I reckon I've had a lot of failures, but then I also believe entrepreneurs fail a lot and we don't mind failing. So no. I try and view everything in a positive light. Um, but th- a specific failure that relates to where I am now is after I'd started making those changes, I started writing my first book, which at the time was called How to Enjoy Your Job, because I couldn't understand why I hated my job so much. So I wanted to write a book to help me and other people. Now, I wrote that book, I decided to self-publish, and I put it out in 2008. I was I didn't you know I bought all these books I had them ready and I didn't sell any and I had 2000 books in my house and no way to sell oh. them and I'd spent all this time and all this money and heartache and and it, it, this whole new business I was thinking of just wasn't working um you know I'd made it onto national TV and national radio and I was in the paper but I still only sold really under 100 copies and I felt like well this I'm a failure I can't be a writer I'm not an entrepreneur this is Awful, but at that point um, at that kind of that lowest point where I was like well i don 't know what to do next uh, i w- 've wasted all this time, I started to learn about online marketing and I heard from some people about blogging I started the creative pen.com, which is my my site i I actually came up with the phrase the creative pen and i 'd never really used the word creative about me and and I started my podcast and from there, that kind of lowest point and then starting the blog and the, and the podcast and learning how to do online marketing, that step completely changed my life. Um, so that that kind of failure was necessary so that I could learn the lessons that I needed to do in order to understand online marketing and online business.
0: Failures are incredibly necessary, Joanna. And mm-hmm. I've had so many past guests share that they even believe that you need to have a minimum number of failures before you get to success. And a lot of times I hear people say, you need to fail at least 10 times, like really big failures before you even have a chance of succeeding, because those are all life experiences that need to be tabulated and understood and learned the hard way. So there's mm-hmm. a lot to be said about embracing failure instead of being scared to even face it. So I love where you're going with this. And for Fire Nation, Joanna, really boil it down for us into one lesson that you would like our listeners to walk away from from that experience.
1: Well, I'd like to share a metaphor which I hope will help people. And the metaphor I use is that of skiing. And when you want to ski down a mountain from the top to the bottom, you don't go in a straight line. You actually have to, uh, you know, curve. You go in one direction and then you turn and then you go another direction and you turn and you fall over and you get up again and you turn. And um, so you have to not be afraid to fall over. But the other thing I think is really important is you actually have to be moving in order to turn. Um, And it's so important, you know, everyone's sort of holding back and going, Well, I have to wait until it's perfect. But you actually have to get moving in order to make that pivot. And that's what I was doing when I was failing. I was moving. And only by moving, I could actually change direction. So that would be my metaphor is remember what it's like to ski down a mountain and, you know, keep making those turns and keep getting up.
0: Well, I love that metaphor for so many reasons, Joanna. I'm personally a skier and I actually grew up skiing since the age of three. Um, So I'd be going up the chairlift and I'd see these snowboarders racing down the mountain. It looks like they were having so much fun. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try snowboarding. I obviously know how to ski. I'm not afraid of it. I'm going to probably be pretty good pretty fast. Well, the true story was I strapped on a snowboard, (laughs) went to a medium trail or a blue, what we call it in the United States, and decided I was good enough to try right away way to go down that. And Joanna, my tailbone still hurts when I think (laughs) about that day because I fell probably a hundred times on the way down and finally just had to scoot down the rest of the way on my already aching bottom. So.
1: Well, and I think the lesson there is you start start skiing as early as possible when you're, you know, when you're smaller, you don't mind falling over, and it's the same with entrepreneurship. You know, it's never too late to start, but actually starting as soon as possible is a good idea.
0: Start now, Fire Nation. Start, <laughs> yeah, start right now. now. So let's transition, Joanna, to the other end of the spectrum because you just shared a great failure, as well as really some great metaphors that Fire Nation can walk away with. But let's talk about an aha moment. Let's talk about a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey that you just said, ah, this is Joanna Penn, the creative pen." Talk to us about that story. Take us to that moment and then share with us the steps that you took after that moment to turn it into success.
1: Fast forward from that first uh, failure when I started writing nonfiction, and I started, you know, becoming a blogger and building a sort of blogging income. And then in two thousand and nine, I did a thing called NanoRimo, which is National Novel Writing Month, uh, when you aim to write fifty thousand words in a month or oh. fiction. Uh, you've heard of it, have you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's amazing. And I, I decided to do it because I was a blogger and I should try writing fiction, you know, as part of a kind of blog <laughs> challenge. And what happened to me in that month was my life really changed. And it was a, a kind of aha moment of, oh, my goodness, I love writing fiction. But not only that. Uh, At that point, that was 2009 I did it, the Amazon Kindle had launched and digital self-publishing had actually become a viable way for authors to reach readers directly. So what I decided to do, and this is a real entrepreneurial thing that I want people to understand, and, and this was the aha moment for me. Fiction is evergreen content. And you, you mentioned uh, Wilbur Smith there. Wilbur Smith's books can sell for his whole life. And 70 years after he dies, those books will make money for his children and his grandchildren. Now, nonfiction books need updating. Any kind of um, you know, digital courses need updating, all of these types of things. Well, pretty much fiction, monthly now. Yeah, exactly, but fiction and stories do not age. And when I realized that, I was like, "Whoa, that is that is a big deal. <laughs> that is that is an aha moment. I love this and this is evergreen content and it can make me money until I die and afterwards. And the more books and and the re, you know, the the thing with the business side is the more books you have, the more readers you please, obviously, the more money you can make, and it's super fun. So it's like the best job in the world. (laughs) (laughs) So my aha moment was really to say, okay, you know, I used to say I am a blogger. Now I say I am an author, and I am a speaker, and I'm an entrepreneur, because actually, my number one uh, income stream is fiction. And uh, that's as an artist and a creative, but also as an entrepreneur. So so that was my big aha moment. And and that's probably quite different to what your listeners usually get.
0: Absolutely. But Joanna, at here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we are very transparent. We have at eofire.com slash income. A really detailed report each and every month of our income report because we want to share with our listeners what's working for us and just as importantly and probably even more importantly what's not working for us so we lay it all on the line with this monthly income report what are you comfortable sharing with Fire Nation here about when you first started back in 2009 when the Kindle as far as what your income was pretty quickly after you started and what it's grown to
1: I'm very happy to say that um, I've now been a full time author entrepreneur for two years and I earn double the national income for the average national income for women in the UK. So I'm already, you know, earning a lot more than the average female in the UK. Uh, In terms of fiction, I would absolutely tell people that writing fiction is not a get rich quick scheme. I don't believe Anything is online. I mean, you have to put the work in. But what happens with fiction? As, as I said, the more books you write, you know, if you find a new customer, they'll buy everything in your backlist. Right. So I have six books now—six um, fiction books, two non-fiction books. So, they, so people buy everything, and so you can see that obviously this is hugely scalable. As the more books I write, so when I had one book out, I was really only making in you know the hundreds a month um now i am making in the thousands a month so it uh, and i have six books but you know people who have much many more books are obviously making um you know much more money so for me this is a long term business plan um i'm i'm not making what i was making when i left my multiple six figure consulting <laughs> job <laughs> right but that was that i was a 13 year veteran of the industry and currently i am i've haven't been writing fiction for very long, like, like four years. So I fully expect by the time I am a 13-year veteran fiction author, I will be on way more money than I was when I left um, that consulting job. So, so definitely not get rich quick. But it is very much a, uh, a viable business in a world where you can get 70 percent by publishing direct on Amazon and Kobo and some of these other tools. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll come back to what I'm excited about because I know we're going to get to that. But I am very excited about this business now.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that with our listeners, because a lot of people are looking to go down that path of taking their works and turning them into books and doing any number of things. And it's just really powerful to know from people that are out there and doing it and really making a great income. So definitely kudos to you for that, Joanna. And again, boil it down for Fire Nation. One clear lesson that you would like us to take away from that period, that aha moment in your life.
1: As an entrepreneur who wants to earn money for the rest of your life, you need to think about what is evergreen content and we all want scalable income. So what can you create that you create once and can sell for the rest of your life? Uh, I really don't believe there's anything except fiction uh, for that.
0: Yep, I definitely hear you, and that's actually a lot of the reasons why I created the Entrepreneur on Fire format to where it is, because Joanna, your story that you're sharing here today is going to be so inspiring and so relevant five years from now to somebody that's listening for the very first time, and that's why we really focus on telling the story, so I thank you for really just opening up, sharing these real moments in your life with Fire Nation, because it is so powerful, and this really does move us into kind of our only curveball question, which is... Have you had an I've made it moment?
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, it's, you know, it's really funny because obviously what happens with any hierarchy of success, especially with fiction authors, is the moment you achieve something, you know, like say, I want a hundred thousand sales, you know, the next thing is, oh, I want a million sales or I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. So um, I think it's quite an interesting Uh, question uh, and what is your definition of success? What happened a few weeks ago was quite interesting um, and it marks a change in the industry because as a self-published author in the past, we were very looked down upon, but um, two weeks ago, I was voted as one of the top one hundred creative professionals uh, by The Guardian, which yeah. is a, a big media thing and and that was and then I spoke at uh, one of the top publishing conferences in Europe, and that marks a massive change in the industry that that creative entrepreneurial writers are now considered you know, if not on a par, certainly getting there. So I certainly haven't made it, but I hope I don't make it until the day I die.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that answer, Joanna, because I really want to share with Fire Nation what my belief of success and happiness is. It's the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. Now, I've said this phrase many times here, Joanna, on Entrepreneur on Fire, but I like to repeat it because... For you, when you hit that 100,000 mark and now it's a million, you keep pushing that bar forward and higher because you want to still be gradually realizing a worthy ideal. So yes, that worthy ideal should continue to shift as you hit those goals because it's not the actual reaching of that worthy ideal. It's the gradual realizing of it. So what are your thoughts on that, Joanna?
1: Yeah, I also think that the point of life is to enjoy life. And I now measure my life in what I create in the world that's new. Um, you know, as you do with, with this show, I create books and, the success is each book um, you know so I think if you don't love what you do every day that that is a real shame Um, so I think you know your definition of success you know I I am living what I defined as my success which is I am a full time author um, which is awesome but you know it took a while but as you say I'll always have more definitions of success but I'm very happy every day that I'm living now whereas when I was working in IT I, I was miserable
0: <laughs> powerful stuff Joanna and just a couple of minutes ago you did allude that you have a couple things that are really exciting you right now so take some time and share that with Fire Nation
1: well, I'm sure people realize that right now at the end of 2013, the ebook market in the US and the UK is pretty mature. Um, you know, sort of 50% of sales are ebooks and, and Amazon sells more Kindle books than print books. And, you know, the big bookstores have, have fallen, uh, that type of thing. But what is going to be exciting in 2014, 2015 is the, the global ebook expansion, uh, in the market. So right now my books are selling in 30 countries through Amazon and Kobo. And each one at the moment is just a trickle, you know, 10 books here, 15 books here, you know, one book in Burkina Faso the other day, which was very exciting for me. (laughs) You need a little Um, map
0: with like all pins in every single country.
1: Well, you you can on Kobo, you get that on the author portal, you get that. So it's awesome. But what I'm excited about is the fact that this stuff is taking off and within, a, you know, e-book sales might be 1% of the market right now, but authors who can get in there early can become you know, big name authors in Brazil or the Philippines or think about India where there's over 300 million educated, English speaking, middle class Indians who love to read. 300 million you know, that is the educated middle class. Um, I've also also got translations happening in German and Spanish and Italian which are all joint venture deals so going 50% royalty with a translator I've got audiobook joint ventures and independent authors can now distribute worldwide and sell worldwide to a global audience um, and if you're an entrepreneur it means the rewards are much higher than if you go with traditional publishing and, and the control is much greater so I'm extremely excited about you know my income at the moment is dominated by the US and the UK sales. But in the next couple of years, I I fully expect that to become multiple streams from all of these countries that are coming online. So very, very exciting times.
0: Such exciting time. It's exciting times for authors and just entrepreneurs in general, because just like mm. you're sharing about how the world is opening to Kindle and to Kobo, it's also opening up to iTunes and to Stitcher Radio and for podcasts and then every other format for other entrepreneurs in other industries. It's so exciting to see that we're now really truly becoming this international world of one where everybody can access exactly the content that they want and need at that particular point in their life. So just exciting times. The world is truly becoming super flat and incredibly small, which is so inspiring for entrepreneurs to see on so many levels, Joanna. And we're going to take a minute here to thank our sponsors. It's easy to see the benefits of having several graphic designers work on your design project versus just one. For example, let's say you go online in search of a single designer and you hire someone from a freelance website. This takes you about a week since you had to write the post ad, comb through submissions, and then select your guy or girl. Next, you go back and forth with them a couple times about your vision, what exactly you're looking for, if you know, in that design, and all that good stuff. Then about a week later, if they aren't too busy, the designer comes back to you with a couple options. Trouble is, well, over two weeks have gone by and you don't like either of the designs. What if you could start your next design project today, have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Everyone has gone mobile. Just take a look around you. Mobile devices are the one thing people are likely to have on their person at all times. Well, except for in the shower, of course. Plus, it's the first thing we look at when we wake up in the morning and the last thing we see before we go to sleep. Because of this, thousands of businesses are looking to create their own mobile app. Not only does having a mobile app make it easier on their customers, it also provides yet another place for their business to get noticed. What does this mean for you? Well, if you're in the business of helping others get a mobile app up and running, then exciting things can happen. I know we're not all programmers and designers. That's where Business Apps comes into play. Business Apps gives you a fast and easy way to create mobile apps for your customers. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S-Apps.com to create your free account today. And this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, the lightning rounds, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Yep, let's go.
0: (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: It was mainly financial concerns about money. And i had failed a number of times at various business things. And so that was really holding me back. And I mitigated that by saving six months income, and also creating some income part time, whilst I still had my job. So that, you know, that definitely held me back. And I, I wouldn't have done it without having that buffer.
0: Two great lessons there, Fire Nation. You know, number one, really bulk up your savings a little bit. Number two, try to get some side income coming in before you make that leap. And then number three, what I'm going to add, try to really get that debt down to as close to zero as possible because that debt is truly toxic for any entrepreneurs trying to extend that initial runway. So, Joanna, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: In terms of the, the business, it was more an example than specific advice in that I, uh, you know, back when I had that big failure around the book sales, I was in Australia and surrounded by a uh, pro blogger, Darren Rouse yeah. and Yaris Starak from Entrepreneur's Journey. And I started a blog because of them. And I credit my blog, The Creative Pen, with everything I have now, including my fiction, because my blog freed my writing style from that business, you know, third person, type of writing. It gave me a new community, gave me a platform for sales. I couldn't be a full-time creative entrepreneur without my blog. So really, it was that example back in 2008.
0: Joanna, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success?
1: Yes, I am a scheduling freak. Um, I... (laughs) I have a physical Philofax diary next to me that I schedule months in advance, um, you know, really like eight months in advance. Um, and that includes time for writing fiction, marketing activities, like interviews like this. Um, I have Things app as my to-do list. And I also use Office Time app for a timesheet so I can monitor my creation time versus my business time. So yes, uh, scheduling is probably my personal habit.
0: Huge. Do you have- an internet resource like an Evernote Joanna that you are just in love with that you can share with our listeners
1: yes for writers Scrivener is life changing. So that's Scrivener. Uh, it, you can organize your writing chapters. It's brilliant for fiction and nonfiction authors, or even writing a thesis. Uh, some people even use it for their blog. You can plot, you can outline, but the secret sauce, I guess, that makes it amazing for entrepreneurs is you can output Kindle files and EPUB files. So you don't have to pay a formatter when you want to publish your own eBooks.
0: Wow. So it does .MOBI and EPUB for you. Yeah. Oh, exciting. So Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about here today at eofire.com slash Joanna Penn. Joanna, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Oh, it's a tough one, but I'm gonna go with The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which I have on my desk and own again in physical, digital and audiobook format. <laughs> it's one of those real evergreen. Um, for creatives who want to make a career, you know, as a creative entrepreneur, it's really invaluable for understanding resistance and how to overcome it every day, and also emphasizes hard work over the vagaries of the muse.
0: Does Stephen Pressfield speak his own audiobook?
1: Yes, he does. Oh, that's yeah.
0: awesome. That's a game changer. <laughs> I need to listen <laughs> to that. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't yet, you can get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Joanna, this next question's the last question of the lighting round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one, you still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: It would have to be writing and I'm really struggling with whether because my food and shelter is taken care of. I think I'd just get on with writing some fiction. Um, <laughs> and I'd use the the $500 to set up, um, a website or, you know, a WordPress site with an email list. Um, and basically just start writing books again. Um, that is probably what I would do.
0: Following your passion, Joanna. And
1: yeah. I have
0: really enjoyed hearing your journey and you've just shared some incredible stories with Fire Nation. So for that I thank you. And let's just end by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Sure. Well, my, my big piece of kind of life guidance is decide what you're really passionate about and then take those steps to change your life in order to do it. And if you think that you won't make any money that way, I, I think the world has changed and you can make money doing things like writing novels. <laughs> so I bet you you can make money doing whatever you're passionate about. Um, you can find me at thecreativepen.com and that's pen with a double N. And you can find my fiction under JF pen on Amazon and Kobo and online bookstores oh, wow. and on Twitter on Twitter at the creative pen.
0: Wow, Joanna, and I know that we just want to share with Fire Nation in parting, take 100% responsibility for your life. And Joanna, Fire Nation is well aware they can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. They can click on that podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives, or just enter Joanna in the search bar, and her show notes page will pop right up. And Joanna, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thank you, Joan.
0: Fire Nation, did you know that we hold live podcast workshops about Podcasters Paradise almost every week? Well, it's true. If you haven't attended one yet, or even if you just want to come back and see us again, head over to podcastersparadise.com and claim your spot today. During the webinar, you'll get to chat it up with other attendees in addition to checking out what Paradise is all about. One lucky attendee will even win a free lifetime membership. Come check out our free podcast workshop at podcastersparadise.com.